0: All right, on this episode of the follow through with Clips and Drew, we cover everything conference finals in the NBA. Chef Curry builds himself his own brick oven in Houston. You're not a chef. Hi, right, Gordon, yeah. Making nice, simple beef Wellington. You can't cook. Boston throws a tea party in defiance of King James. Do you like apples? Phoenix has a new son with the number one pick in the draft. I tell you why one James should get MVP over the other, and Drew and I sit here and consider why we come up with these horrible taglines. Drew, kick that shit. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got what up, podcast world?
1: What's up, everybody?
0: It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Yep, episode thirty four, Drew. Thirty four. Before we get into your number, though, Drew. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm really excited to see who you pick because I have one that I already I already want to be picked. Thirty four is a prominent number. It's a very prominent number, but I got to say something really fast. Okay, um, good friend of mine, a good friend of the show, Mike Gallagher, aka Mike G. He is the the heart and soul of San Clemente. This guy has been a, a, a good friend of mine. Everybody in our town knows him. Yeah. Um, he is extremely ill right now. He's actually uh, in a coma from what I heard. Um, and we just want to send out some prayers to him really fast. I want everybody to think about our boy, Mike G. Yeah. Um, if you could put a prayer up for him, we'd really appreciate it. But we're going to dedicate this show to you, Mike, because you're going to make it out of this coma. And you're going to listen to this show like you always do. And uh, we're just wishing you a speedy recovery. All right, homie. Yeah, amen to that. Hope All to see you soon, Mike. Me too, man. But the show must go on, Drew. Yep. Uh, number thirty-four. It's a big number.
1: It is a big number. There's a lot of there's uh, there's I would say there's maybe four big time players that wore big time, big time,
0: big time. Slap, slap, slap it to the bass. Slap. Big time, big time, big time, big time. Slap the bass, big time. Slap it to the bass. That sounded like Borat. Yeah. Slap the bass. Slap it to the bass. Big
1: time. Slap it to the bass big time. That's better. There's there's four players. Uh I think I could get them. Do you think you think you can get all four? Well, I'm what do we turn got? turn four cuz you can see my screen. I can't see you. I got I got to turn it's, the screen. Turn so, your screen. No, I can name four. No cheating. I can name
0: four Hall of Famers off the bat.
1: So, go ahead. Do you want to guess?
0: Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh obviously Diesel number 1, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, the Dream, number two. Hakeem Olajuwon, number uh, two. Number three would be the round mound of rebound. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Number three. Number four would be, God, Paul Pierce isn't in the Hall of Fame yet.
1: But it, he's the number five that I thought He's of. number five? So <laughs> he, he, Shit. Technically, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. So okay. It, that, that's just a matter of time. Okay. So, Paul Pierce, that's four. Okay. And then there's one more big-time player uh, that is, I don't know. He's probably not in the Hall of Fame yet
0: either, but he will be. Paul Pierce. Dream, Diesel, Barkley. Oh, who am I forgetting, dude?
1: So uh, he actually played with Paul Pierce. And during this period of time, he did not wear the number
0: 34. He played with Paul Pierce. Yes, sir. He did not wear a number... yeah, to change his number at that point. It's not the great Clipper Terry Cummings, right? No, it's not him. It is not him. It's not the the greatest number one draft pick of all time, Michael Oliver Candy. Michael
1: Oliver Candy is on the <laughs> list, <laughs> <laughs> number thirty four.
0: Definitely ain't a Hall of Famer. Shit, Drew, who is it? Ray Allen. Oh shit! How did I forget Ray? Ray, see,
1: Ray switches number up a couple times. Jesus, so it, that's why it's definitely not his episode. But yeah, he he wore it for a lot of the earlier parts of his
0: career. So who's it gonna be, Drew? Can can it just so? To to not end the list, our boy Jelani McCoy. Oh, shout out to Big Jelani. Actually, he hit us up. Yeah, and he's like, "Yo, let me get that thirty four episode." And I yeah. said, "Well, bro, you're a in couple. You're in the same breath as Shaq, but we might have to give it to Diesel." Yeah. Uh, hey, big shout out to Jay McCoy though. That's our homie. Exactly. Um, Isaiah Ryder. Jr. Whatever, the only NBA player ever to get arrested for chip cell phones and shooting dice on the corner. That's my <laughs> kind of guy.
1: Uh, hell of a dunker Great dunker
0: He's the first one to do the, the East Bay Funk.
1: Exactly And then of course Giannis Gian, Giannis Oh 34 Alright Up and well, coming
0: he'll, he'll have his own 34.
1: episode Sometime in a, Yeah in like 5 years Yeah maybe When
0: we're on episode 334
1: That's exactly Well yeah Hopefully it won't take 5 years To get to 334 But we'll see <laughs> At this rate it might So
0: who is it then Drew?
1: Well I mean I, I have to go with Shaquille oh, he's He's the He's the I mean he was the most powerful thing I've ever seen I've never seen anything like him since yeah i don't think before you could say there was there was dominant big men before but you know we mentioned one of them Akeem none Olajuwon. like, none like
0: she but
1: dude for the, for those like 3 or 4 years there from like i don't know like 99 to like 2003 2004 he was he was obliterating everybody the whole league changed up their system. If you were seven feet tall during that period of time and didn't get drafted in the NBA, you clearly had no athletic ability because teams were drafting seven-footers left and right just to foul Shaq for six times in a game.
0: And he played during the era of the greatest big men probably of all time. I mean, yeah. in, that, in that decade, Ewing and Robinson and Elijah Wan mm-hmm. and Shaq. And, I'm, I'm, and all those guys gave, not all of them, uh, but a- Akeem, I think, gave him the most problems in the hit when he was younger,
1: yeah, Akeem, Akeem taught, taught him some stuff on the floor.
0: Definitely taught him some stuff. It, we're going to get back to that in a second. Okay, um, but I, I was listening to a quote from a coach. He had brought up the fact. He's like, you know, big men have changed over the past twenty years. He's all, everybody's talking about Clint Capella, right? In the playoffs for Houston, yeah, right. And he's yeah. like, he asked the he asked the reporter. He said, "What do you think Shaq would do to Clint Capella oh my God. right now?" You know what I mean? Dude, like that,
1: it, Shaq was the reason that guys like Clint Capella never made it to the league right. in those years.
0: That's why they got sent to France. That's bro. why.
1: That's why Dirk came over here to start shooting threes. Right. Okay, like you can't you can't bang with Shaq in the post. You got to take him outside and start hitting threes on him. The most dominant player
0: to play basketball, dominant. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, just physical dominance. Mm-hmm. You get the ball to him, you either have to foul him mm-hmm. or triple team him, and even sometimes the the foul of the triple team still resulted
0: in him dunking on top of you. True, so. he pulled down several backboards. Like he ripped hydraulic. He's the reason why all NBA franchises have to have another backboard. Yeah. In the arena. Yeah.
1: Just in the back. (laughs) Another stanchion for the, for the basket in the back as well, because he broke down a couple of He pulled
0: the fucking shot clock down. Yeah. Almost killed
1: Dwayne Shinsis. I don't think I've seen like we, we, we're, we're in an era now where big guys are athletic as hell. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you talk about the size of this man and then hit, and then you add his youth and, and, and in his youth, that athleticism that he brought that's just it's it's unbelievable he could run the floor he, he was would... he was he was faster than i was right. like significantly i'm not saying i'm fast but i you know i should be if you looked at us you would be like oh yeah i guess that smaller guy would probably be a little fat no no his strides were like 15 feet long size
0: 22 shoe yeah
1: he did whatever he wanted out there so change the
0: game all right so this big big shack episode episode 34 yep the follow-through clips and drew we have a bunch to talk about drew yeah um we waited for today because we wanted to get a you were in nashville how was nashville Uh, i was in nashville
1: dude nashville's cool my first time in that city um shout out to hattie b's hot chicken it was delicious (laughs) burned my mouth and made me sweat immediately (laughs) but it was fucking phenomenal um and then yeah dude like the city of nashville is just awesome great i I don't know have you been oh yeah
0: Yeah. i used to live in memphis so i was oh
1: yeah that's only a hop skip and a jump sure as they say um as the crow flies if you wish what they say if you wish um (laughs) no dude i you know i don't really like country music that much but it's hard to avoid it there so i just kind of embraced it for the weekend and singing all those honky-tonk songs about the trucks and and uh and and women
0: you went to the rock and roll hall of fame yeah
1: i went to the country music oh, hall of fame the oh. rock and roll hall of fame is in My cleveland bad. another city i have yet to visit
0: i'm cool on that uh
1: but the country music hall of fame was pretty cool like i the one person i guess if you elvis was there right elvis was yeah okay. of course elvis was all up and down there but like the only in that i had was johnny cash i like johnny cash and mm. he's not necessarily so country but he kind of was like that rockabilly kind of thing anyway Uh, Shout out to Johnny Cash Well
0: I'm glad you had fun in Nashville I was getting I was uh, Root canal clips This week Yeah Been doing some major oral surgery Dental work Spent my birthday You know Getting oral surgery So happy (laughs) birthday to me Yeah Thank you for everybody That reached out And and said happy birthday Happy birthday to you buddy Thank god they gave me Norcos And antibiotics (laughs) So I'm feeling pretty good yeah, are you gonna be able to stay awake for this episode? I'm o- I'm okay. Uh, we waited to do this episode because uh, we wanted two games in for both teams. Yeah, we have a
1: nice what five day break. Here. We
0: have a five day break. Thank today. you, NBA.
1: What the fuck are we gonna do for these days? Yeah, today's
0: Thursday. The next game isn't till Saturday. So you know, let's just get into this, man. Uh, Houston and and Golden State have split one and one after game one in Houston, or yeah, in Houston. Yeah. 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 Um, I felt that the Rockets played the best game they could play and still got their ass whooped.
1: They did. The, the Warriors, I, w- I kind of want to break them down game by game. Is that cool with you? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Yeah, because like, yeah, like you said, game one, uh, Warriors won, 119-106. to 106, And that was a defining moment, I think, there. Uh, the Rockets played about as good as you could for the first quarter, especially.
0: Harden was on fire.
1: Everyone was hitting. Mm-hmm. And then the Warriors just really kind of just maintained. They, they, they allowed the lead to, to stay at around 8, 10 points, whatever it was, 6 points, and they were just in the game. Uh, James Harden ended up with 41 points in that game on 14 of 24 shooting, and he went to the free throw line a bunch.
0: No way. James Harden went to the I know. free throw what line? A shocking.
1: But um, the Warriors, like I said, meant. Their defense can be really stifling, and I—the one thing that I took away from Game One is like how many shot clock violations. Yeah, they—they—they they, they forced the Rockets to go into on a in a system where they definitely want to shoot the ball mm-hmm. quicker. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know we're seeing uh, the James Harden one on one play, you know, tend to wind the clock down because he just dribbles at the top of the key for anywhere from five to twenty seconds <laughs> and then and then gets a shot off. But uh I thought that was tremendous. I and their bench really stepped up as well. The Warriors bench Golden really State, stepped up yes. really, yeah, And
0: Houston's didn't. PJ had a really bad game. PJ
1: was terrible.
0: Oh, he was bad.
1: Um yeah so um Obviously, Kevin Durant had had himself a really nice game, 37 points.
0: He's amazing offensively. He's so efficient. He's so efficient. He can get any shot he wants. Mm -hmm. He rarely gets blocked. It's so hard to block a guy that's 6'10". Right, um, and with a, with a what is he, six seven six wingspan or something like that? wingspan, yeah. can shoot the rock from anywhere, mm-hmm. he's just so deadly, On there. he he's a, a very lethal weapon Yeah You know what I mean, he's a.k.a. Danny Glover, that's what I'm going to call him from Oh, a lethal water. weapon, I like he
1: that He is I like that You know, and, and they, and Golden That's st- probably the best nickname I've ever heard for Kevin Durant I think we should The lethal the, weapon Danny
0: Glover, a.k.a. Danny Glover, fuck Durantula, that's yeah, stupid He doesn't even like that name, he yeah, doesn't so, even like it I'm calling him Danny Glover, DG Okay Um they just have so many offensive weapons, Drew. And it's like, that's yeah. great. That's great. You can hold Steph Curry to 15 points or whatever. 18, yeah. 18, but you got to watch out for Kevin Durant. And then you and got then, Clay Thompson. Yeah, Clay and, went 9 of 18 for 28 points. But I, we missed the, we missed. The, the first thing, the start of the game, we uh, forgot to bring up. That oh, Draymond, Draymond already got in that ass, setting the tone. One play into the game, which is a little shocking to me. And then, I'm and then, not shocked at all. No, I'm it. not. No, I'm not shocked. I'm shocked that he did, couldn't hold his composure until at least the second quarter.
1: Oh, I guarantee. I feel like that was scripted. That was almost maybe maybe nobody else knew, but in Draymond's mind, he, he was going to make some kind of statement I, in the very right first after couple the minutes. minutes. Beard. Yeah, just be a, almost a chokehold. And then, then argue that he didn't. That he had, oh, I didn't touch. A... I did, what did I, I barely <laughs> touched him. My hand was just on his collarbone. I don't even know what happened i loved it um every team needs that and i think pj tucker is that for houston and that's why we were so excited for number one for those two guys to go up head. To head. but in that game I, I do want to touch on the fact that uh steph did only have 18 points mm. he did have eight assists and six rebounds and, he, and played over overall he played pretty well mostly because golden state was just in a really good flow right
0: not steph like though no
1: yeah he's missing some of these shots and uh, you know he was out for a while and He's still probably getting back into the rhythm of playing NBA caliber speed and playoff basketball and all that stuff. But his shot just looks a little off. I would imagine that it's not going to take him very long. To get that back underneath, yeah, but
0: dude, they're also showing videos of him hitting eighteen in a row and, and shoot yeah. around like well shoot shot, around. Like, sure. I know, but yeah, I I don't know. You can you're allowed to have an off game, Steph. Like this is the thing: is we set the bar so high for right. all these guys. Like right. why doesn't why isn't Steph hitting a thirty footer? Why doesn't he have forty six points? Right. You know, but he can have the off night. Yeah. And, and then they still win. They yeah. still win. Yeah, they now, if Harden, if Harden had 15 points, right. you know, there they a, might be in trouble. That's a, that would be a blowout. And uh, we're t- yeah, and we're talking. I mean, we got to get into Chris Paul too. dude. So
1: yeah, in Game One, Chris Paul had 23 points, 11 assists, and the one thing that I kind of thought was going to be the the overall factor is how Chris plays with James Harden off the floor, right? Obviously, that's not like some great um, independent thought opinion that no one <laughs> else is going to think of. But uh, when he has you know double digit assists, that means typically he's passing the ball to not James Harden, and people are shooting like Eric Gordon and, and Riza and the rest of their the rest of their guys out there are shooting and making shots. So when Chris Paul has eleven assists, that's a good, really good sign for them because it's very rare that he's passing the ball to James and James is hitting a shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and and I th- I think you know it's pretty easy to tell that Houston's gonna live and die by that three point shot, even though they shot thirty five percent. In game one,
0: same with G State they, though, don't you? If you live by the three, you die by the three.
1: Well, but if you look at like the way that um, Kevin Durant is scoring right, right now, he he really can be the one that says, you know what, we don't need to keep launching threes. Yeah, he can get that mid range. go get, all get, exactly. And the way that they've been posting him up, uh, kind of at the elbow, kind of ensures that he gets you know at least some kind of a fifteen to seventeen foot shot at the minimum. Um, so I thought that was. A really, really excellent game. I thought it was a great game, played game one, honestly. It was the
0: most watched game one Western Conference Finals of all time. Really? All time. Wow. And right and rightfully so. Yeah. I mean everyone we, was waiting this for This us. is what we wanted all year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody's healthy somewhat. Yeah. You know, everybody's playing. Everybody wants to see, you know, Draymond um do exactly what he did. Yeah. You know, we've been waiting to see Chris Paul and see how he can perform in these in these big now it's it's, time. it's big time it's big time moments big time <laughs> slap it to beast yeah the the one
1: thing that I, that we just talked about is like Steph's off game mm-hmm. in game one he in game two mm-hmm. the game that they lost Houston kind of whooped him a little bit they lost they won one
0: twenty seven to one hundred five Steph still only had sixteen points he's shooting fifteen percent yeah from what from he's two for nineteen threes or something like that yeah it's brutal it's pretty bad so we get into game two and like yeah. we've been saying all year. Like we like any knowledgeable basketball fan will say, it mm-hmm. comes down to coaching. How do you adjust from the ass whooping that you get in game one? Right. DeAntoni's a great coach. Uh Steve Kerr's a great coach. Yes. You have to adjust. They they adjusted obviously defensively. Um well, I think they adjusted offensively. Offensively. They spread the floor and yeah and, Again, Drew, like the shots that PJ Tucker was missing in Game One, he's hitting in Game Two. Wow! Well, if, he's, if he's hitting those shots in Game One, it yeah. might be a different story. Exactly. But,
1: PJ had twenty-two points. Ariza had nineteen points. Mm-hmm. Eric Gordon had twenty-seven points. The whole and, team shot thirty-eight percent from three. Like it was, it was that compiled with that they just decided to whoever is guarding Steph Curry go right at him is ass. they're either going to go right at you or they're going to just have you that person set the screen right so Steph a lot of time was trying to guard Ariza mm-hmm. or whoever else and that person would just go set the screen for James Harden and then you just have one on one James Harden against Steph and they were taking it to him Every time down the floor, and he's and he really looked like a defensive liability, which is something that I'm surprised more teams don't try to really take advantage
0: of. Well, I think if you spread, like you're saying, though, I yeah. think if you spread the floor enough and get get him in those situations, yeah, because Chris Paul will body him. We we know that, yeah, you can he'll, just post him up, post or, him up,
1: or cross him over, whatever,
0: and then you get, and then everybody else think about it, Ariza, James Hart, everybody else is too big. Yeah. PJ Tucker will, man, will manhandle that, yeah. So if you can get that switch. Um, it works every single time. And yeah, maybe Steph isn't a hundred percent. Um, but he definitely is a liability on, on, on it's, defense. Yeah. It's interesting.
1: I was, uh, you know, watching the game with, with old comp, our, our number one warrior fan. And he was not excited, obviously, based on the, uh, the results here. But what I was saying it was like in that, that third or fourth quarter when the Rockets really were starting to pound it on whoever was, Steph was guarding. I, and the way that Steph was kind of just missing shots, like we mentioned, only like 16 points. I said, like, dude, Go put Nick Young in the game mm-hmm. because at the very least he can still catch and shoot and knock down a three. He was actually playing quite well over these last two games, he has. shooting pretty well from three. So I would almost argue at this stage right now, it makes more sense for, for him to be in that moment when you when you just notice notice five six seven times down the floor, they're just driving right by Steph right. or posting him up, and then and then you you have a better shooter at this point in time. During during these two games, I would say Nick Young's in a better rhythm than Steph right now. So that's something that I think maybe Steve Kerr might adjust, adjust. if if Steph continues with his offensive woes in, in the game three.
0: Uh, Houston also hit a lot of tough shots. Like there was they one they were
1: they were knocking down they,
0: everything. But they they are these aren't fluke shots. Like Eric right. Gordon can shoot that thing. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean. Like, sure he can shoot. I think uh, even Ryan Anderson got into the game. You yeah know yeah I mean? he was it's about time he played. Um, but there's one where Draymond is all up in Eric Gordon's ass yeah. and he hits a fadeaway. And once Nailed hit, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once they hit those shots, it's, it's, like, it's yeah. like, okay, well. Yeah. But again, you have the floor general and Chris Paul who should go down as one of the best point guards to ever play the game. Yeah, I think he okay? will. This is his shot. He's heard everybody talk that mm-hmm. he hasn't made it such and such far. Right. And you it's hard to go down as the, the one of the best point guards of all time if you can't get to this. Yeah, you can't get past the second round, right. which he finally did. They did, but he sees the light at the end of the tunnel. These oh, guys yeah. can be beat. Right. And I think Chris getting his ass kicked by Golden State for so long, minus the one year that we did, uh, Clippers did beat them. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he, I think he knows Steph's weaknesses and Steph does have some weaknesses. Sure. And obviously it's get down there in the paint. Yeah. And, and Chris is a fucking pit bull, guys. Oh, no. You've he, seen it. He, he, he,
1: they actually put him on Kevin Durant for a period and of time did, did during, not, during the first half. Did we not talk about that in <laughs> the last did. episode, yeah, though? We did, yeah.
0: And because and, Chris will do that. Yeah, he you,
1: did. I mean, he fouled him a bunch, but still. like, Who were we talking about about that? When we were just saying, like,
0: um, oh, yeah. we were talking about uh, DeFrozen on yeah, how yeah, he didn't yes. want to guard LeBron. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. your best player. The mentality. And Chris is a great defensive player. His, his uh, low center of grad- gravity is amazing. And he's strong. He's a strong dude. So, and he's a, you know, you saw the first game, bro. This guy's talking shit. He's, elbow, oh, yeah. he's elbowing KD to the ground. Yeah. His brother's almost getting ejected yeah, talking shit to KD. Yeah, that was
1: great. That was great. You uh, know, so. That's so funny.
0: I think now, and especially with a couple of days off, they're going back to Oracle, and playing in Oracle is going to be a different story. Yeah. They all shoot better in Oracle. And this game's on Sunday. This, this coming game's Sunday. on Sunday, so they got time to rest. Yeah. Steph can get that knee a little better. Um. But I think it's going to come down to, we. I mean, and even watching, we're talking about Kevin Durant, yeah. right? Watching James Harden, too, there's five or six plays during the during the night where I'm just like, fucking for real?
1: Like, yeah. how do you do? Dude, he even had kind of an off night. That's the other right. thing. Like, they, they, they really, everyone else really stepped up in this game. And, and James Harden, he still had 22 points mm-hmm. and like 10 rebounds. But when you look at his shoot, he was nine of twenty-four, and he he shot fifteen threes. Only made three of them, hey, and they and the team still shot thirty-eight mm-hmm. percent. From three, which is, which says a lot. Like, everyone else was shooting well above 50% from three at that point. So. And I
0: think he can jack them, Drew, because they, they really focus on the offensive rebounds, too. Capella, Mm -hmm. Ariza are really good at getting the long ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? PJ Um, Tucker was everywhere. Tucker, I love Tucker. And he needs to consistently have these games. He played his ass off. That's what he did. I think he knows from game one. Yeah. After how he didn't show. Yeah. One point in um, game one. These role players are the ones that are gonna, that's the only way that the shit, this shit's gonna be, gonna get won. Game three, mm-hmm. and for the rest of the series to wrap up this mm-hmm.
1: this this Western Conference Finals matchup, who do you think is going to take it? Do you still do you do you see Houston being able to perform like that again? Okay, and, I and think,
0: win? they Golden State can be beat. Yes, they can. Be well, beat. that was just proven. That was proven. I'm saying that they. I think this team can beat them consistently. I don't. I think Houston has to get one. In in uh, in Oakland. In the next two games. I'm taking Golden State to win to win this series. I think it's going to be tough though. Houston gets one. I think we have a fucking game seven. Dude. Sure.
1: Okay. So you're saying that game three and four are pivotal, and if Houston doesn't get one of those games, it's a wrap and five I think
0: it's obvious that every game in the in the Western Conference Finals is pivotal, but I think they need to win one in Oracle for it to even to for it to go seven, and then I think it's up in the air. Okay. But. If I'm a betting man, which I'm not, yeah. I'm taking Golden State.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I, think Golden State in six sounds about right. They can Ooh. they can win it at home that way. I think they'll win both of these games in Oracle. Houston will step up in Houston to bring it to a 3-2 game uh, series. And then when they go back for game six to Oakland, the Warriors will shut it down.
0: And home court advantage does come in play here. Yeah. Because if we go seven, Houston looked like it was rocking too, dude. Those fans are about that life down there.
1: Well... I mean, they were in game two. It's like, dude, did you get the sense that there was, in game one, like, they kind of, the Warriors, like, kind of took the heart out of the gym. Oh, yeah. Like, the panic, there's a sense of panic that can kind of be felt in a crowd based on, like, the reactions that they have to things going bad. You know what I mean? As a Clipper fan, you should know this. Because this happens a lot in the Staples (laughs) Center when the Clippers are playing. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's just that sense of, like, oh, no, I feel like Toronto fans know this pretty well also. Just like, oh shit, we're not. This is happening. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose this game, and then that tumbles into we're gonna lose this series. And
0: they they were definitely into it the first half, right? And then the second half, yes. And then this, and then the fans just left. Yeah, <laughs> so, everything's good when you're winning, right? right? Yeah. So
1: we'll see if they still have that vigor when they need it. You know, if they're down by eight, and and the stadium's packed and rowdy, and and they can help them uh, make a comeback, maybe in one of these next games. So, so you we'll got see. Warriors in six. I got Warriors, Warriors in six.
0: seven. Then we got now we got to get into uh, we got to get into the king and the problems that's happening in Cleveland right now. Yeah, next segment, guys. Yo, if you have not heard about it already, the follow through with Clips and Drew podcast has teamed up with our boys over at Soul Science. We have our own signature shoe fragrance called Vesuvius. Head on over to SoulScience.co. Type in Clips and Drew. Get yourself a bottle of Vesuvius and have your kick smelling sweet. Yo, we are back. Once again. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Episode 34. Shaquille O'Neal. Coming straight to your eardrums, people. We are covering everything NBA playoffs right now. And it's time that we get into the king and his court. Yeah. And shit is not going well right now.
1: No, it's going a little sideways, bro. Yeah, Dude, if you would have told me, what, two months ago that the Boston Celtics... Would be playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. I would have said in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, I would have said, all right, maybe I could see that. But after Kyrie goes down, you and I are writing this team off left and right. We wrote them off. Out in the first round against Milky. Yep. Out in the second round against uh, the 76ers. Lock. I think you and I even predicted the Cavs would win this series. Uh dude, at this point, we should <laughs> we should bet for the Warriors to beat the Boston Celtics and they'll come out with the damn championship. Shout out to Brad Stevens once again. I'm Shout a believer. Out-
0: My boys wake
1: and This team is unbelievable. Um, game L- L- one. L- L-
0: listen to what you just said, though. Yeah. This team is unbelievable. Yeah, I have a point And that's where we're, okay, make that fucking point. So dude.
1: game one, I'm going to get there, though. Oh, okay. not We'll wait. It's not going we'll right. to be, be right this oh, second. Oh, okay. But in game one, <laughs> Boston smashed them. Dude took the life out of them. Mm-hmm. Beat them 108 to 83 in what was maybe the worst performance I've seen. LeBron, you know, he had a rough night. But just in general, for a a conference finals game, I don't think a team, I've seen a team come out that flat to start a series. That
0: game was over in the first quarter. Yeah,
1: man. (laughs) It was was over with a quickness. Uh, LeBron was turning the ball over left and right. Nobody was making any shots. Uh, Just to give you some stats, LeBron had 15 points nine assists and seven rebounds on five of 16 from the field and went oh of five from three-point land jr smith kyle corver wow. and uh george hill combined for a total of 14 points and that's not how that's how you score 83 points in a game right there that's how you do it um but mostly this was about what it seemed to me to be about was brad stevens had had this plan for a long time uh some kind of System that he has hatched up in his uh, laboratory that I think he works on in his basement in his Boston house <laughs> of Marcus Morris being the LeBron stopper.
0: I don't, I wouldn't go that far.
1: Oh man, I wouldn't go he's that far. He's doing a fantastic job, he's though. doing a great especially job, especially <laughs> in that first game. Marcus Morris, the LeBron stopper, he had 21 and 10 on him.
0: You're not going to start calling him that, are you? No, no, not forever. Okay, don't go that not far. forever. Okay, not forever. Game one, maybe. He had a good, l- listen to the stats you just said, though. Yeah. I mean, LeBron had 15, 7, and 9. Like, for anybody else, that'd be a great game. Very but, good game. But we set the bar so high for LeBron. So, yes, he did have a rough yeah, night. Yeah,
1: he did. And that was one of the worst performances I've seen him in a, in a you know big, big game like this. And I just think that we're
0: actually maybe seeing him be a little bit tired. Is that? I wouldn't doubt that he's tired. Look, Drew, the bottom line is this. It's obvious to anybody that watches basketball that Boston Celtics are a great team. Yeah. They, in every single fucking position, they have guys that play 100% every play. Mm -hmm. There is no ego on that team whatsoever. Not saying that there's ego on Cleveland, but what I'm saying is these guys have one goal. And it's obvious that your main goal should be to at least contain LeBron James. Everybody else, look guys, J.R. Smith hasn't shown up all series. No, man. All playoffs. Yeah. He's had maybe one or two decent games. Kevin Love is sporadic. Yeah, we're talking one every three games. The guy shows up. Cor- Corver one day can be literally the hottest hand in the building. To the next day, there'll be nothing. Right. LeBron cannot do it all. Okay. Yeah. And even if Cleveland loses this series, which is a it is a, a big possibility well, at this point. Yeah. At this point, it is. It's not. It's not far fetched that they can't still win this series. LeBron right. has been down two and zero.
1: Yeah, they can. They can still do it for yeah, sure. But
0: it's he it's he can do it but what we're saying is they they have to do it they have to do it no matter even if they lose this series even if they get swept in this series you cannot say that LeBron didn't put everything he possibly could into winning Right. it takes a fucking team effort and watching and you've said this before if Kyrie and Gordon Hayward don't go down we don't see the greatness and I'm saying greatness because we're watching Tatum grow before our eyes we're watching we're watching Jalen Brown you know and these guys look at this bro Tatum has three more years on a con- on his rookie contract. Yep. Jalen Brown has two more years on his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Uh Scary Terry is still on the 1.8. I think he's due two million and then 2.2 the next three years. Uh-huh. This is think about this, Drew. Yeah, they got crazy, crazy talent at a value right now. And everybody's sure. saying, oh, trade Kyrie, get this guy, get this guy. I don't know, man. Like no way. let's see, let's see what these guys can do. But it comes down to the coaching. And yeah. you're so right. Dude. Yeah. You're so right with everything. And everybody's hitting. Dude, you know? yeah,
1: everyone's stepping up. So, like, yeah, we can kind of. That game one was kind of like a, a misnomer, you know. You know, like it just seemed like the whole Cleveland team was just either tired or they weren't. They maybe they partied a little too much last night, the, the night before. I don't really understand how they were so flat during that game, but game two was actually a little bit more of what we expected out of the series. You know, uh, Boston still won that one, kind of surprisingly. I think most people expected the Cavs to show up, which they did a little bit better in in game two. Uh, but they Boston stuck it out, one hundred seven ninety four against LeBron having a LeBron game that we've we've seen over these last three series. Uh, forty two points, twelve assists, ten rebounds, triple double <laughs> effort. Um, and you, st- and you still to can't 90. win.
0: And it's not it's not right. him, dude. I yeah. mean, I'm going to tell you something, Drew. Yeah, first two games for Cleveland. Okay, LeBron. This is the total. Yeah, LeBron has fifty seven points. J.R. Smith, Uncle Jeff Green, Clarkson, Rodney Hood. George Hill, and uh, Larry Nance. Yeah. So LeBron LeBron has 57 points. Those five players have 47 combined. <laughs> LeBron has 21 assists. Those, those five players have eight. Yeah. LeBron has 17 rebounds. Those five players have 17 rebounds. Yeah. LeBron has 21 field goals. Those five players have 18 field goals. LeBron has five threes, and those five players have three threes. You know, this guy... It's unbelievable because, again, you cannot win a title by yourself. You got to look at every other team that's won the past 30 years. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, And we're watching something so awesome in LeBron, and it'd be so great. Like, nobody... Really wants to see Boston Celtics in the finals, minus Boston fans. People want to see LeBron.
1: I think there's an aspect of the underdog at this point. So, like when, when especially all the LeBron haters Definitely. are going to want to see Boston in the in the finals. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like for the for the for the average fan who has no dog in the race, uh, I think like a lot of America enjoys an underdog. And at this point, you know. It's hard to say Boston is an underdog sitting here 2-0. But I think to start the series, most people would have picked Cleveland based on the way that LeBron and, and the rest of the Cavs seem to be progressing and playing well
0: together. Uh, the shit that pisses me off, Drew, Yeah, and it went viral on uh, the uh, Game 2 the day of where LeBron's in the gym at, at 6.30 in the morning of course, yeah, getting his jump shots up. Where is everybody else? Where is everybody where else? Where are you, J.R. Smith, Smith, who hasn't done shit? He had zero points zero. In, in Game 2. Zero! Yeah. Your fucking shooting guard has zero points. Yeah. Okay. A guy that can create his own shots. Yeah. But yet he wants to do these step back three pointers and make like the 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 awesome play. Yeah. You know where are you Rodney Hood who's in the doghouse right now? He
1: actually gets he got some minutes game too, which I was surprised. Surprising, I was very they need surprised. Somebody. To do yeah. That. They they need somebody. They need somebody to step up. Uh, I will say that you mentioned Kevin Love can be inconsistent, which is absolutely correct. But at least in these two games, he's been the most consistent performer. For the Cavs. He has to be. He, he had 25 and 11 in game two. And, and he actually is playing quite well. He's, he's knocking down open shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing his best to kind of sometimes be that center mm-hmm. against Horford. But, you know, when it comes down to it, if you have, like you said, you know, J.R. Smith.
0: Putting your, up donuts. Your
1: starting shooting guard uh, has four points in in two games. Uh, that's that. What can you do? What can you do about that? And so, should
0: have gotten ejected for the push on ridiculous
1: Horford. Ridiculous foul. Uh, Tristan Thompson may have saved J.R. Smith's jaw because Marcus Smart almost swung on him. Did you? you, Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Smart's that guy too, dude.
1: And I'm also kind of like that's I love to see that. Even Bill Russell, I think. I don't know if he tweets. But Bill Russell said that that's what he likes to see. The
0: difference is a lot of people come to the rescue all the time, but a lot of people aren't going to throw. Marcus Smart's the guy that will Oh, throw. yeah.
1: Oh, no, yeah. That he was, is that guy. That was close. And then, yeah, Tristan Thompson just happened to
0: grab his arm <laughs> at the right time because he was ready to swing on him. That was up there, if you guys remember, it wasn't as bad, but you remember when Bynum did that to Berea? In the in the play, remember that where he, oh. where he threw by? Uh, yeah, he
1: uh, just like threw him to the ground. On,
0: on a t- they were down whatever thirty points, yeah, and just chin checked the dude to the ground. I remember that. It was a very very bad play. Yeah, and and I'm surprised the NBA didn't reprimand him at all. If they had deemed like I feel like if Horford
1: injured himself, it would have been different. that's a flagrant mm-hmm. two and possibly a suspension, which I think is not fair because there's. Uh, it's highly likely that it, when someone's pushed like that in the air that they will get injured right. the fact that horford just happened to land kind of safely uh shouldn't that shouldn't be the d- the determinant as to whether or not you should be ejected that's an ejectable offense no player made on the ball the player is, poss- is probably the most vulnerable you can be and i think that speaks to the frustration that he has right now because he's failing he's he's failing to show up
0: he's failing when everybody's team failing lebron needs him.
1: Everybody minus minus Kevin Love. Kevin Love's the only one stepping up right now, and I'll say that. Um, Jason Tatum, phenomenal. <laughs> wow. Again, wow, dude. Um, he this is it's unbelievable how how good he looks. You and know, we might
0: and, not be able, we might not be seeing that, right? And
1: yeah. I, he's the last rookie standing, I think, right now, right? What, Definitely. Of the big, you know, of the big named rookies that have been playing this season, uh, and obviously that is a byproduct of the team that he's on. But still, he's the last one standing, and he's doing stuff that hasn't been done in like 30 40 years for the Celtics
0: franchise this, that has had some of the best rookies ever come through This there. is why I feel that these awards that we're going to get into in a minute uh-huh. need to be the full season awards like including playoffs I think so dude right. because you 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 show how good you are in the biggest moments, right? Like we got to see Ben Simmons play well and play, and then play very bad. We got to see Donovan Mitchell show that. Damn, he's really he's supposed to be here. He's very good, yeah. And then we're watching Tatum, who's literally blossoming before our eyes. He is going to be the two hundred million dollar player. Oh, Boston's going to have to pay him,
1: yeah, at and, some point. And they should want to pay him at this point. Like, dude, he's. I think he's still twenty years old. There's, there's not much. Like we, we talked a little bit about like a Kawhi move, and mm-hmm. obviously everyone's being bringing up. Do they still need Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. with with Terry Rozier? And the answer is fucking yes. Of course. First of all, uh, Kyrie Irving is a top ten player in the NBA, hands down. Um, and there's so, a
0: place to be. There is a place for Rozier to be the best backup in the NBA.
1: Right. You know what I mean. And there's also several places that he can go to start. There to is. Start. You know what I mean. And so I just think you know with uh, with the growth that Tatum has and his ceiling is so high. Going back to the Kawhi thing, I. If I'm Boston, there's nothing – there's very little that would interest me in Kawhi. Like maybe Jalen Brown. I would let Jalen Brown go before I let Tatum go.
0: And I wouldn't even want to do that. And I wouldn't wouldn't want to to do that either.
1: Exactly. Uh, Especially because they still have Gordon Hayward in the wings, waiting in the wings. So um, just another incredible performance. I still can't believe that I'm seeing what I'm seeing from them – and you know what's
0: crazy and everybody saw it was yeah. the picture of Tatum with LeBron, you know, as a, when, kid. As a kid, you know, you yeah. idolized LeBron and now you're going up against your idol, just defending same, him one on one. Defending same uh-huh. way LeBron did with Kobe. Yeah. You know, these are people you idolize, and it's crazy that LeBron's actually been in the league that long. Right. To where the, these kids are now playing against, against him, him. Yeah. and playing him very well.
1: Yeah. Um so the point that I was gonna make about the team aspect that we talked about in the beginning of this, um, uh, this team reminds me a lot of the 2004 Detroit Pistons yeah. with Larry Brown. Yeah, that team had very—I mean, there there was egos on that team for sure. I mean, any team with Rasheed Wallace is going to have at least one ego on it. Um, but just the way that they're moving the ball and the way that they're playing team defense, this team really plays good defense. Yes. they're they're talking constantly. They're switching screens. They're doing a great job of defending LeBron, even though he dropped 42 points in the last game. Um, and it's like, I, I think it's funny because it's, it's like the Detroit team if you took out Chauncey Billups. In my opinion, mm-hmm. because Kyrie's not there, mm-hmm. so whoever I don't remember who their backup point guard was. was it like uh, Lindsey, Lindsey uh, Hunter, Lindsey Hunter uh-huh. was their backup. So it's Shucky like if Atkins was down there. It's, it's like if Lindsey Hunter right. started playing at all star levels right. without Chauncey Billups, and they're still out here doing well, what they, they're doing
0: to, uh, to, to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pistons were always a great team until they got Rasheed. Rashid was that guy he was the that X-Factor. they needed. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. They bought into the system. Yeah, everybody knew their roles. Chauncey was on Rappaport's show. A couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and he was just saying, like, all these NBA teams now are building, just like Houston did, are building to beat the Warriors, right? That's so what everyone's tra-
1: gearing up for. That's
0: what they, that's what they're doing, right? But yep, in actuality, what you need to do is build the best team within your system. Yes, and that's what we're seeing, right? It, within the Brad Stevens system, just because you know, uh, just because you got Harden and Chris Paul and all these great players, doesn't mean you're going to beat this team, right? You got to have at least seven people that buy into the system. Yeah. And, and
1: like I, like you're saying, it, it is interesting to see in an era where we've had so much reliance on individual talent and one-on-one scoring where there's a, a team, a franchise has actually been able with a, with a brilliant head coach to, to come up with a offense, an actual <laughs> offense where they have several plays and multifaceted options on every play where everyone knows what they're supposed to do, and they just keep plugging in players that know the system, and they're and they're performing because they're getting open shots. Uh, the comparisons could be made to the Spurs also. I was just about to say, you know, I, the the way that Popovich has had a scheme for the last twenty five years, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's really really impressive to see what what happens to an NBA team that has at this point you would say at best. High-level average talent across the board, Mm -hmm. right? High-level but average Mm -hmm. still talent across the board. What they all can do as a unit of of 9 to 10 guys, uh, they can beat anybody on the planet. So it's just – it's.
0: So who you got –
1: I, I want Boston to win this series, uh, which is weird for me to say as a Laker fan. That is super weird. It's a strange thing for me to be rooting for Boston, which I have been <laughs> since weird. this series well, you started. Are, you are the hater though. I don't, yeah, I, You're the hater. Know, it would, it's, it also would be really refreshing to see somebody other than LeBron James represent the East in the finals. Now, when it comes down to like finals matchup, um, I probably would like to see Golden State and Cleveland again, just because of Kevin Durant against LeBron and all the all the you know past matchups that we've had. Uh, but we can agree on something. My we- heart is with Boston.
0: I can't believe you just said that as a Laker fan. Right now, not believe you. Just right said now, that. my heart is with Boston. I think and can, I think
1: Boston will win in six. You fucking sell Boston out, Drew. in six.
0: I, your father, I hope he hears this shit. I
1: think he's doing. I think he's rooting for the Celtics as well. Oh,
0: no way. I dude. absolutely
1: believe he he actually
0: dislikes LeBron more than I do. That is horrible. You know what, dude? I need to talk to your pops. <laughs> I need to talk. And that's. I think we can agree on something though. Yeah. The the one thing I think we can agree on, whether it be Boston or Cleveland, yeah. I think Golden State or Houston is beating either one of those teams. Yeah. I think the championship's coming out of the West. Unfortunately, I just, LeBron has to run out of gas at some point. If this, if this shit goes seven games, which I hope it does. He'll be exhausted. I mean, dead. Borderline dead. And with good measure.
1: Like he's, he's doing everything like you, like we always say. So So
0: you got, you got Boston.
1: I got Boston at six. All right.
0: I'm going to be the dick, and I'm just gonna go. I'm going to go. I've am going i been riding with King James. Cleveland I think is seven. I think he's going to pull it out, dude. I need one from LeBron on Saturday. Give well, me so one.
1: I think the only way that that happens, mm-hmm. the only way that that They're ha- back in Cleveland. They have to win these next two games yes. in Cleveland. The yes. only way it goes yes. seven. They can't lose one no. and then try and hopefully win not out not the rest of the series. Not you gonna can't happen. have that. You have to win both games in Cleveland. And that's a tall order. All
0: right. So those are our picks for that. Uh, what came out today? The uh, – the, the, uh, the NBA
1: draft lottery. No,
0: well, yeah, we can talk about that for a second. NBA draft lottery. We, that that happened last night.
1: Congratulations to the Phoenix Suns for their very first overall number one overall pick in the franchise history. Wow, that's impressive. Which is just strange to me because they've been I, bad for a while. I don't understand how a franchise can be around. Well, you, number one, they've been uh, they've been terrible for the last several years. But also, like they've been, a, the franchise has been around since the seventies, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, they didn't stack draft picks like everybody else does. I though. just like don't understand how, how. has that never
1: happened? I, is there a, is there another franchise that hasn't had a number one pick as far as you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there
0: is or not. Uh, but I so but yeah, congratulations to them. It uh, went the, the draft went exactly how people thought. Minus nah, minus Memphis going at yeah the Memphis at four yeah Atlanta
1: squeaked in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to break it down, Phoenix went number one. Like we said, Sacramento at number two, then Atlanta at number three, Memphis at number four, which is going to be big. I think whoever ends up at that Memphis pick is going to be very happy, and they're going to have a team that's going to be geared to to them to win yeah. and to win like pretty quickly. I mean, God, Memphis was yeah. horrible. What do you mean they're they're terrible this year? But if if you bring back Mike
0: Conley and you still have Marcus, Saul, they won't have Marcus. All you think he's gone? He ha- come on, dude. He's so fucking upset. But they're, they fired the coach for him. Yeah, so I think getting, they're trying to make him stay. He's also on the decline, Drew. Let's they just, let's go just assume
1: that they get a healthy Mike Conley and a healthy Marcus Saul. If you plug in a top four player, that's going to be a pretty nice looking roster for them is what I'm saying. Okay. They should be drastically better. With this player next year with that roster than they were. Well, anything's
0: drastically better than fucking what they went like Like, 18 games. Yeah. Yeah. Anything's better than that.
1: And then Dallas in fifth, and then uh, Orlando, Chicago, and then Cleveland pick. Still
0: a good one. Eighth overall.
1: Look at Trey Young right there, I would imagine. Yeah. The Knicks got screwed again, of course, in ninth. Fuck. Philly has the number 10 draft pick again Again. this year.
0: Stockpiling. Wow. Wow.
1: Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a really nice thing there is that if the Lakers ended up in the top five, uh, the pick would have gone to Boston. Mm-hmm. So, this is the Laker fan in me. Fuck you,
0: Boston. Whatever you're Boston uh, Love doing fan. that. Uh, Your heart's in Boston, though, Drew. For
1: this series, mm-hmm. yes, it is. Uh, Charlotte at 11, Clippers at 12 and 13, Denver at 14, and that rounds it out.
0: It's going to be a good draft. There's a lot of good, lot of good players coming out.
1: Do I you think, think – because you made the prediction in the last podcast mm-hmm. that part of the reason that they signed – they being the sons signed Igor Kokoskov as their new head coach.
0: I made the call and nobody had made that call yet. And it was then,
1: because they were going to try and sign Luka Doncic. And now, and Everyone. I didn't even know yeah. that
0: he coached Luka. I really didn't even know that yeah, he coached. Yeah, they, they go way back. On one, I seriously didn't know that. All my, all my mama. Really? I didn't know that. Um, and now Luka said that he doesn't know if he wants to even come out and play.
1: That's what I was going to get to. So, but let's just say that he's eligible to be drafted and he's willing to, to come over. Do you think that's where the Suns are going to go? Cuz there's a lot have, of talk about Ayton.
0: You have to go I if me you got to go big in Phoenix. Really? You got to get Booker a big man. You need a big man. Aiton's obviously the strongest best pick. Okay. Him or Bagley depending on how they do at the combine.
1: Yeah, I think um, I mean if they're going to go big it makes sense for them to go Luka, Deandre Ayton.
0: Luka has had a lot of talk of going number 1. I don't right. see him going number 1. But it could I wouldn't be shocked cuz they brought in that coach. If Luka decides to go to the NBA. Because yeah. now, I mean, how do you get cold feet at 19 to not want to come play in the NBA? You know what I mean? Like, maybe...
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing is, is like, with him, um, I still think he'll be drafted. Like, regardless of whatever this report is, mm-hmm. you can still draft a True. player and, and, and own their rights. So, I don't, I don't think, you know, especially with Sacramento and Vlade
0: mm-hmm.
1: being there, and, and Peja now is an assist. Peja Stojakovic is now an assistant GM for the Kings. There's no chance in my mind that he goes below Sacramento. Because they think he's going one or two. Absolutely. Okay. Simply because even if even if Doncic says I don't want to play there for another year or two, mm-hmm. Sacramento will be like, fine. Like, yeah, we're rebuilding. What's anyways. the What's the difference to us? Mm-hmm. We know that when you're ready, you're going to come here. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I I would be shocked if he doesn't get unless out.
0: he gets hurt and doesn't get that deal like everybody thinks. Well, that's you the thing what I mean? that well, can happen too.
1: That's That's all the more reason to join the NBA as soon as possible. All right. Um. But yeah, dude, I do think just to your point, I think Marvin Bagley. Is probably going to become uh, when it's all said and done. He will have the longest and probably most successful NBA career out of anybody in this draft. Calling it now, I like him, we've Marvin him. Bagley. Yeah, know we've talked yeah. about him for over a year yeah. now. Uh, I won't be surprised if he
0: went one, dude. You know what I mean? That's, it's one of yeah, these things,
1: totally. Uh, but if you look at him going to Atlanta, mm-hmm. that's a nice. It's a nice fit. That's a nice fit for him mm-hmm. right there at that the third spot. So. True. Uh, Draft's coming up, people. I'm excited for it.
0: Also, uh, what came out today, the finalists. We'll we'll finish with this, Drew. Uh, The finalists for MVP.
1: MVP, as we know, is James Harden, LeBron James, Anthony Davis.
0: I'd like to bring something up. Okay. Stat check right now. Most valuable player. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean? Okay. Does that mean you're a very valuable player on the best team? Or does it mean that you are the most valuable player to your team? Right. My question today with some of our fans or that we interact with on Instagram. Yeah. We're just like, oh, James Harden, you have the best record. James Harden, you have the best record. If you look at the numbers, Drew, uh-huh. he definitely doesn't have better numbers than LeBron. Okay.
1: He, what In what? In what uh, he, LeBron he led had, the league in scoring
0: though, right? LeBron James had more points. Total points. Yep. But he didn't have more points per game. LeBron had, had uh, more points. He had doubled the amount of rebounds that Harden had. Uh-huh. He has over 130 more assists. He shoots 10% better from the field. He They shoot exactly the same from three-point. LeBron played uh, 500 more minutes than him. Mm-hmm. Uh, played all 82 games. And had 14 more triple-doubles. Than right. James Harden. Right. My my whole argument is this: I, the the most valuable player in the NBA is LeBron James. That's just what it is. Sure. Did James Harden have a great year this year? Yes. Should he be MVP? He should definitely be between him and LeBron. And I think since LeBron's been there so many times, I think James Harden deserves it.
1: Yeah, I think I think so too. But, but when it
0: comes down to it, LeBron James is by far the most valuable player in the NBA.
1: Yeah, there's always a kid. I mean, we could we can go back for the last eight eight years and say he probably could have won MVP every year. Kind of like
0: we did with Kobe for there's, a long time. There's is. an
1: argument to be made mm. that, that LeBron James could have won MVP for the last eight years. And, you you know, not too many people would have been upset. Obviously, when it comes to the MVP voting and what happened last year with Russell and um, what happened this year with Russell averaging a triple-double again and not even considered for MVP, I think it's strange. It, there's an obvious – uh, like what have you done for me lately thing going on with the MVP and popularity and, oh, I guess it's this player's turn or it's now it's this shouldn't player's turns. turn. It shouldn't no. be turns. What I'll say is this. James Harden has had the best season I've ever seen him have and one of the best um, scoring seasons that we've seen in a while. He averaged like 32 points a game. Mm-hmm. James Harden deserves MVP, has deserved it for the last two years. I'm not going to be upset if LeBron wins it because you're absolutely right. LeBron is – the most valuable player in the NBA and has been for quite some time. But I, I think James Harden will be named as the MVP.
0: We shall see. And you know what? Again, this is another thing that should be brought up. I think this is, should be a, uh, a, a full year MVP thing. It should go through the playoffs. You know what I mean? I, I think it should because right. regular season means nothing. The, actually, the best award you can win is Finals MVP. Fuck a regular season well, that's MVP. What,
1: that's what everything's turned into mm-hmm. now. It's like now when you're the Finals MVP, that's like that's the the trophy that most of these players seem to want the most mm-hmm. now, and and they should. Right. To end the conversation, the MVP. LeBron James is definitely the NBA's the, the face of the NBA and clearly the most influential player uh, that the the league has probably ever seen. As far as every decision he makes impacts the the league's entirety, every team is affected by whether he stays in Cleveland, whether he leaves, and every single year he seems to make it to
0: the finals. So yeah, he's amazing. You know what we're gonna get into on the next episode because I think we have a couple we have a couple days and we gotta we're gonna have to kill some time too because the games are gonna be yeah you know a few days apart. But it's time we're gonna have the real goat talk. We have a couple guests that I want to bring on, okay. and have this discussion. And everybody's talking about it. You've seen. Me and Drew post about it on Instagram, but I'm going to have a real talk. We're going to bring some some real people into this, and we're going to have this discussion, and we're going to settle it, or at least try to settle it, once and for all, here on the Clips and Drew Show, the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Episode 34 is done, Drew. Mm-hmm. Let's get into 35. Hopefully, it's going to be the Lloyd Vaught episode. I got to look that up. <laughs> 35. 35, Lloyd Vaught, bro. It might be Kevin Durant. Ah, Shit. It's got, we gotta stop being the best player. Let's pick some fucking, let's pick some OGs, bro. I'll let you pick the next hundred. How about that? That's so nice. That's so nice of you, Drew. Thank you you so much. Hey, yo, it's a follow through with Clips and Drew. We are ghosts.